Hey there, I'm Nunzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Hello and welcome to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Jenzea, and this is a Saturday strategy session. This week, we are in part three of Behind the Scenes. I have literally no idea how many parts there are to the series. I did one in December, November. I've done two already. I think they were both before the new year. I think there was one in December, one in November, one in December. And we talked about the direction that my business is going and we talked about my brand values. And today we're going to be talking about what's up in the new year, but also decluttering your business and the steps that I took to declutter my business. So before I dive into the episode, I took three weeks off. Now I'm recording this the beginning of January. You know what I do. I record a month ahead of time. So I took like three months off. Now it wasn't like really, really off because I did have my clients that I had to continue to check in on their ads and make sure that their ads were continuing to run. But I didn't take any calls. I didn't release any podcasts. I didn't do any really like social media, anything. I just was off. And it was so nice because we got sick. We got so sick. Oh my goodness. It was awful. On Christmas Eve, I started coughing, but I didn't feel sick. At no point during my coughing situation did I feel sick. I was just coughing. And then it didn't seem that bad. It was just like coughing, whatever. And then Christmas morning, I still felt like it was still fine. And we went to my in-laws and oh my goodness. Something happened and my cough just went like zero to a hundred. And I was like hacking up a lung on Christmas. Everyone was staring at me like, why are you here? I did do a COVID test. I did not have COVID, but I was hacking up a lung. So I stayed away from people for most of the day and oh, it was brutal. And then a couple of days later, my daughter got some sort of tummy bug. And then a couple of days after that, my son got a tummy bug. And then a couple of days after that, I got the tummy bug. And then my son got that awful cough. And then now my daughter, oh, it's just, it's just been, if you have children who never have been out in public like mine, because they're just too young, my son, we did like mommy and me classes and swimming classes in his first year, but like since he was one, and my daughter never have really like been out in the world. And so now we're just getting so sick and it is so awful. Anyway, so tons and tons of relaxing, tons and tons of being sick. And so it kind of was like a nice thing that I didn't have a lot of work to do. We did see all of the family. Now, a couple of our like trips and family engagements, if you will, had to get postponed and rescheduled multiple times because of illness and weather and all the things. But we did in the end get to see everybody and it was really great. And I really, really hope that you had a good holiday and you're listening to this in the middle of February. Like this is scheduled for February 18th. And so you're probably like, uh, Jenzea, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast today, let alone what my Christmas holiday was like. But here I am giving you my recap and now let's move on. 
decluttering your business. So one of the books that I read over the holidays, and by read, I mean listen to, was called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. It's by Dana K. White. And she goes through her five steps to decluttering any space. I was really excited about it. I don't know if it was like a new year thing or I just go through phases where clutter really like just gets to me and I have to just like throw things out. Like I need to go to the thrift store with all of the boxes and just goodbye, goodbye things, right? So I was going through one of those phases and I saw her book on Audible when I was scrolling through and thought, hey, yeah, let's see. And I really, really like her five steps, though I will say there was a couple spots in the book where she was talking about the extent of clutter. And to me, the extent she was talking to crossed over into hoarder land. There is no way in my life, like she was talking about not having a pathway to get from like your bed to the bathroom, which blew my mind. If you need to clear a pathway in your room, and she wasn't talking about like just clothes all over the floor. It really sounded as she boxes piled and bins and laundry and, 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 and like to me personally, that is beyond clutter and into hoarding, but it doesn't matter. Her five steps to decluttering, I really liked and I'll go through them quickly, but I really recommend like you listen to her book or you get it from the library, you buy her book, whatever is the best choice for you, decluttering at the speed of life. So step one is trash. And that's just like throwing out things that you know are garbage. She goes through this in detail, but when she says trash and throw out, she means like appropriately recycle if that's available, compost it. I don't know what you have just laying around in your where anyway, appropriately dispose of things that are garbage and no longer needed. Step number two is put things back in their known location. So I have a stack of hair ties on my nightstand table. And so if I were to declutter my nightstand table, which I probably will after this episode because now I'm talking about it, my hair ties, I have a known location. I have a jar thing that I keep them in the bathroom. So I'll just like grab, I don't know, I can see at least seven of them. grab the whole handful and I'll put them away. Number three is duh clutter. And these are things that obviously just need to get donated out of the house. They're not garbage, but you don't need them anymore. So a great example of this is if you have four colanders in your kitchen and colanders are those like straining things for pasta. I only say that because I only learned the word like a couple of years ago, <laughs> slightly embarrassing vocabulary moment. But anyway, I love it though. It's one of my favorite words. It's just a fun word to say. But just in case you're on uh, Gen Zaya's speed of vocabulary and you're just learning about colanders in your 30s, it's the spaghetti strainer thing. Okay, anyway, back on topic. Step four is start making decluttering decisions. And so if there's things that aren't immediately like clutter, but you still don't have space for them, you have to make decisions. And she has some really great questions about that to help you make those decisions. And then the final thing is to containerize. So organize, put things in containers and to really like figure out where things are going to live and where their home is. And so I really loved the simplicity of these steps. And also she talks about starting with the most visible place. So probably your front hall where people come in, where you walk into your house every day, and then like a living space, your kitchen, the places where you're going to be consistently and to always start there. So if you have time to declutter, you always go back to that most visible spot and you continue to declutter from there. The final thing she talks about is that it has to work for you. Everyone has a different threshold of clutter, what they are okay with having, how much stuff. Like I said, the idea of boxes and things just cluttering up my room to the point where I can't get to the bathroom is 
unimaginable to me. But I know that there are people out there where that's just normal and they're not bothered by it, right? So these systems have to work for you so that you can find all of the things that you need. And I want to take all of these concepts and apply them to our businesses. So recently, as part of my like easing back into business, I decluttered and I really worked on streamlining my email, my Google Drive, Dubsado and Flowdesk, which are my customer relationship management. I also thought about ways that you could apply this to your offers, your programs, clients, and then marketing. Hey, Jenzea here. I am interrupting myself mid-episode just to let you know about my free guide, Three Elements to a Complete Comprehensive Marketing Plan. If you've been here a while, you know that I love Facebook ads, but I also think that they need to be part of a bigger strategy. And so to help you out, I created this guide that has the three elements of a complete holistic marketing strategy. And you can download this guide for free at marketscalegrow.com forward slash holistic guide. I'm super excited about it. It has tons of questions to support you. 30 plus ways that you can get started right away. And it's just a must have in marketing your business in 2023. So download it now and then let's hop back into the episode. I changed it up a lot and I'm changed it to the three steps to decluttering your business. And so step number one is to declutter. These are the easy decisions, what you want to eliminate, delete, or change. If there's duplicates, so like if you have two programs or two services that are very, very similar and you could combine them or you could just get rid of one of them, or for things that don't bring you joy. If there's a client who just is a headache or a program or a marketing platform that just no joy, listen to your emotions, your feelings, your vibrations. You want to be vibrating high and enjoying your business. The other piece is low return on investment. And so this is looking at your numbers and your data. So the joy one is your feelings and the ROI is the actual numbers and data. Once you've kind of cleaned out, and some of these are a lot easier to visualize than others. So for example, your inbox, it's really easy to understand the concept of decluttering your inbox and going in and deleting emails you don't need and getting rid of duplicates or very similar or things you don't need. Like you're not deleting receipts, you're not deleting contracts. But if Tommy Q sends you one of those, hey, I noticed your website needs some updating so that it's more SEO friendly, you can just delete that. So just going in, you're not really making any decisions here. These are easy things to decide, right? So I'm not asking you to sit there and be like, Well, Susie Q, she's okay. I don't know. I really like her as a person. Sometimes she, that's a hard decision. These are the easy things. And I want you to start with like the most visible. So where are you going every single day? Probably your inbox. Before you start decluttering your folders, declutter your inbox. Start with that most visible piece and work your way through. That's what I found to be really helpful in both my house when I was decluttering with Dana's book, but then also in my business. Step number two, after you've done all of the easy, get rid of, eliminate, change, then it's time to evaluate. You're going to start to think about how you can eliminate clutter in the future. And so let's think about the inbox. I use Google 
and Gmail. And so there's folders and tags. I don't know what the actual official word that they use is, but it goes into folders. Like you tag things and they go into their little folders and I can archive it. So what I did is I set up a whole bunch of filters that automatically, and I do this on a regular basis. If something hits my inbox, I filter it. Everything gets a filter. I do have a folder in my Gmail that is called notifications. (laughs) And it basically is just like anything where I don't really know where else it's supposed to go, goes there. And what that does is it frees up my brain space in my inbox. It's kind of become the inbox for all the random stuff. But I love that filter. So anything client related automatically gets filtered into my client's folder. Anything from my contractors gets filtered automatically into their individual folders. Anything for a program that I'm part of gets filtered automatically into the program's folder. It doesn't even go to my inbox. I have a lot less emails that hit my inbox because they have, they're filtered. And then if I don't really have a place, like I said, I don't know where it's supposed to go. It's not a program. It's not a client. It's not a contractor. It's not a receipt. It's not any of the other things. It just goes into my notifications folder. And then every single time Meta emails me, Meta's emails just automatically go into the notification. And so when I have time to go in there, I can scan through and say, oh, that's an important one. Sarah just invited me to be on her business manager. So I'm going to go in. I don't want to delete that one, right? But most of Meta's I can just delete or I read it and then I delete it. And so that's a really great way to eliminate clutter in that really visible spot. And the inbox is the really visible spot for you. In my Google Drive, that's another place where I am all the time. And so in my Drive, if I just open Google Drive, there's no files there. It's just folders. So I have a folder for JD Teacherpreneur Marketing. I have a folder for my podcast. And then I have a folder for admin. And so when I open JD Teacherpreneur Marketing, there's no files there either. It's just another level of folders. You don't start to find files until you open one of those folders. And that is how I like it so that there's less clutter and everything is more organized. It's organized at least two levels. Is this a JD teacher marketing thing? Is this a podcast thing or is this an admin thing? And then I can go into wherever it needs, like whatever level. So what kind of organization would make sense for you? And one of the questions that she asked in the book or has you asked in the book is where would I look for it? Not where should I, where could I, where might I, but where would I look for this thing? And so if there's a file and I'm not sure where it should go, I'd be like, well, where would I look for it? And that very first answer that you give is where you should be putting it because that is instinctively where you would go to find these types of files. And so I really, really like that you're using instinct. It helps your organization because it's just like what you would do, like what your gut says to do. The other thing that you really should think about in this step is what is or isn't working, like where things are getting stuck, where they're getting lost, where clutter is building up. Because the final step is systems. This is where you're actually going to implement the systems that you found or evaluated in step two. So in step two, you're thinking like, what is my desired flow? What is the desired organization? what folders would make sense, like where would I look for things? And then in step three, you're actually setting up those filters. You're actually creating the systems and creating 
SOPs, so standard operating procedures around those things. I love standard operating procedures. I probably make mine too detailed and too long, but I also don't necessarily think that there's such a thing. Better more steps than fewer. I remember listening to a podcast. I can't remember who it was. It was a guy and he was talking about Lego. And when you open the Lego, it's got 700 steps. Find this piece. Do this with that piece. Every single little tiny thing you need to do is numbered out and in the exact order so that you can take all of these little tiny blocks and build this amazing castle or this amazing monster or this amazing whatever it is that you're building. His recommendation was to look at SOPs or those standard operating procedures similarly and really like go through every single piece and every single step. And so since I listened to his podcast, that's what I've liked to do. And that's what I've found myself doing is just being more detailed, less like Ikea, like, uh, turn it around. I don't know. And more like Lego. (laughs) And then also in this step, you're going to consider what you can hire out and what you don't need to be taking care of. Maybe your inbox is not something you want to be managing. Maybe your bookkeeping is not something you want to be managing. But in a lot of these cases, so for example, my podcast, I've hired a lot of my podcast pieces out. I do have standard operating procedures. Now I know my editor edits in her own way. I don't have, initially, when I first did it, I did have like step-by-step how to edit the episode. And then I went from my VA doing it, who was not trained or specialized in podcast management, to having a podcast manager who is trained and does specialize in it. So when I went from the VA who didn't really know how to edit, needing those step-by-step instructions, to the podcast manager who absolutely does not need those instructions, I took it out and just said, she edits the podcast. And so that's just a little note of how your SOPs can change and upgrade. And if you have contractors who are capable, maybe you don't need every single little step in there for those kind of situations. But it's really great when you want to hand something off so that someone knows exactly how it's done and what the expectations are in your business. Just as a quick recap, the three steps to decluttering your business are number one, declutter, get rid of all of the easy decisions, figure out organize things or do all of the little easy to do decisions. Consider what is bringing you joy and what is not bringing you joy. Consider what is giving you a return on your investment and not giving you a return on investment. And I didn't say this in like when I was really deep diving, but that investment can be a time investment or a money investment. So just keep that in mind. Step two is to evaluate what is working, what isn't working, where are things getting stuck, lost, really cluttered? What do you desire to be the result? And then the final piece is creating the systems to reduce clutter in the future and then creating the systems so that you can hire out. And that will be your SOPs. I would love to know what part of your business you are going to be decluttering. My next one is to be going into my marketing and really going through these steps with my marketing. So figuring out especially that like what is and isn't bringing me joy, like TikTok's got to go. No joy there. where there's a low return on investment. Also TikTok, very low return on investment in my experience. Evaluating my marketing, where is things getting stuck? Where are things not happening? And then what do I want it to look like? And then actually building out that SOP. From podcast episode to all of the repurposing pieces, that is my next SOP that I'm building out. So 
I would love for you, like I said, to screenshot this episode and let me know what part of your business you're going to be decluttering with these steps. Have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.